0: Three,
1: two, one. Oh, I feel like I clapped a little bit ahead of you.
0: Oh, that's fine. That we'll that get okay? it together. It's okay, be well, okay.
1: girl, you'll get it together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, you, we're you doing are the one this-
1: with- you are the one with the BFA in recorded music, okay? I don't know what I'm doing here.
0: Hey, we're figuring it out, guys. If you're just listening to this, we are currently live twitching this podcast recording remotely, which is not something we've done before. Last time we did something remotely, it was like, all right, well, fuck the Twitch. And so yeah, exactly. We're really, really trying this out. We have a split screen going. This is just like Rosie versus Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I call that I'm Rosie. <laughs> and we're going to be fighting <laughs> the whole episode. So get the fuck ready.
1: Great, fine. I can listen Elizabeth Hasselbeck back this shit till the end <laughs> oh, of time God. okay I, can't I can get
0: you i will get you i cannot wait till your bad republican book sells 249 <gasps> copies or whatever the fuck <gasps> <laughs> oh
1: megan man McCain. you had to bring that up didn't you
0: <laughs> i honestly forgot the news story it's not even on my list but i did have to bring that up because megan mccain's such an idiot <laughs> <laughs> i love how she was like oh no like i sold this to audible and like the like the like actual book is just um you know it's just for a collector's item it's like sweetie what well, publisher yeah, would go for that? I,
1: yeah. And you know what? Even if it is true, it's still funny.
0: <laughs> Either way, girl, you sold less than 300 books and you were on The View for literal years and years and years. And, you know, as you've reminded us for every five minutes since you were live, your dad was John McCain. And three, I guess only 300 people, less than 300 people care. So now we know. <laughs> now we know, guys. <laughs> now we know.
1: mm <music> Everybody. welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele.
0: and it's Matt Palmer.
1: And if you couldn't tell by the introduction, we are currently hosting this podcast remotely via yes. Zoom for reasons. Um both of us are fine and healthy and happy. Do not worry. We are. Neither of us has COVID. I mean neither of us of. does.
0: That we know we <laughs> might. We might, but neither of us have COVID that we know of. I mean, Matt, uh, would you feel comfortable explaining why we're doing this remotely or would we just like to keep it high? Uh, Hi.
1: I I will say that one of us yes. has been exposed to COVID.
0: Yes, or that is was,
1: true. Was exposed to COVID like a week and a half ago. Yes, and you know, we, it's I, fine, we we assume, but like yes. just to play it safe.
0: <laughs> we're playing it safe. People in yes. our orbit are traveling soon and so we just want to make sure that everyone, no one's travel is affected. Everyone is safe and sound and so we, and also we got to test out seeing if we could do this remotely and uh, stream it on Twitch and so far so good. So I, we yeah. love an experiment here. at T- Yeah, experiment, we're on you know? Twitch
1: right now and I figured it out which is like a miracle. It's like how yeah. to do it myself and so like we're all chatting, we're having a good time. So this was a success. I must say I mean would I want to do it again soon no uh, I do like just driving up to Matt Palmer's sitting down and everything's all set for me hey
0: it's good to know that you're not bothered with the driving because that's the whole thing is I'm like you have to drive so much more than me these days and I'm like you're not bothered by that but it sounds like no oh it was great when I put that into when I was doing my taxes
1: this year and I put the number of miles that I do per mm. week and I saw that number just go, broop,
0: and I was hey. like, okay, baby. All right. Uh, you know, it's great for tax reasons. And that's why we make all decisions here at Two Gay Matt's. Um, exactly. So Matt Steele, I have a question for you.
1: Yeah. Yo. How was your week? My week was nice. Oh, God damn it. What did I do? I went shopping <laughs> again this week.
0: Oh, who, um, who with? Because you needed who? someone to give their two cents.
1: Originally, I was just going to go buy my lonesome. But mm. then I got a text from Matt Bridges, our good friend <gasps> Matt Bridges. And Is he, he in was town? Like, Oh, he's been in town. Oh, my I God. I mean, he's not in town anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he was in town. And yes. so he was like, hey, I'm free. And I, and he's like, and I can do stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, wow. come shopping with me. And this was a much more successful shopping visit. That's amazing. Um, as you you remember, a couple months ago, I had all those Gap gift cards. Yes. Well, I, I still had money left over, so I used those up. I bought like a a lot of clothes and Shit. everything. And which cute is stuff. Sad. I'm obviously darling. Like, well, I mean, honestly, when you put anything on my body, it suddenly becomes a cute thing. Um, uh-huh. I, but it's sad because this is like an old tank top that I'm wearing now. So I should have like whipped out one of my fresh new things for the special. That's Zoom the thing. Twitch
0: moment. Before we got on here, we got on early, which we don't normally do, just to like make sure that nothing was a problem. Uh, and. Matt Steele was like, "You don't want me to pull out my lights and like look nice because we're not going to like record this, and like I don't know what I'm gonna put up on YouTube, you should try to look a little nice, get a light in your face, like give if nothing else, give the people on Twitch something to look at you know okay that's what, that's what it's about They got me. they got
1: my uh elastic face. I've been told that my face <laughs> is very elastic in yes. reviews of certain shows that I have partaken in and that's um, that's a compliment, yes. Sure, that's a compliment. Sure, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just a, an expressive face. We all have an yes. expressive face. And apparently a memorable face because someone commented on our Lady Gaga review video mm-hmm. and was like, and this was their first time watching our channel and was like, was one of the mats just a waiter in an episode of special?
0: Wow. That's <laughs> I know. Very kn- impressive.
1: I was very shocked because, you know, I consider that performance as. Uh, waiter in finale of special to be a very transformative performance. <laughs> so I can't believe that I was recognized, but I'm, I was, darling.
0: I'm going to say, of your, your many countless roles, I didn't know that waiter was the most recognizable, but hey, it worked. And it's also brave of you to look at the comments in that Lady Gaga video because I am absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fine. People are not. And the thing is, I feel like we have freedom to be a little bitchier when we do the reviews on Twitch because the comments are coming through and they're bitchy. And so I'm just like, yeah, the chorus is weak. (laughs) I don't think the Gaga fans like that. But you know what? We have to be true to ourselves.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing with the Gaga song I, that I think everyone recognizes. We all know it's not a first single of a new era. Yes. So like the stakes are very low. So I if agree. it's not the most amazing song on the planet, we're fine. Is it a nice song? Of course it is. It's yeah. a nice song. She sounds good. It sounds very easy. does 80s. sound great. I'm sure when you see the movie, it will do what it needs to do. It'll give mm-hmm. you the atmosphere. But like am I going to be streaming it every day all the time? No, no,
0: no. <laughs> no. I no. mean, I mean, let's just be honest with ourselves. The answer is no. Um, no. sorry. What have you the, done? Oh, what sorry. Have I done. Oh no. Yeah. I was just going to ask if there's anything else you want to tell the people, but um, um,
1: I, I'm going to try to remember something else that I've done when you talk <laughs> about what
0: you've done. <laughs> okay. I actually had a busy, like very social weekend. So I'm proud of that. Um, okay. I have to remember what it was. Oh, on Friday, um, uh, Jackson, very kindly for my birthday, got me tickets, uh, to, see Ligley Blonde at this very tiny theater in uh, East Hollywood. And so we went into that and it was very lovely. It was literally, I would say a 60 person theater and the stage was The size of a piece of paper, and there were twenty two actors coming in and out. Oh my god! So there were like, (laughs) there there were (laughs) like the cast like was basically as big as the audience.
1: Essentially, essentially a a third
0: of the audience. Yes, it absolutely was. And the thing is that it was a cute setup in that they had a band above the stage, which was always very cool. And then they had instead because the stage was so incredibly small, they could only do such minimal staging, like of like, oh, we're changing sets. We're in a courtroom, and they had these three giant like beyond say screens like led screens behind them that would change and become different backdrops and also for moments of like oh i'm you know i remember in college where i used to like hold your hair back whatever they showed a cute little video of l holding warner's hair back and you'd get a laugh out of that so it was that's funny it was funny it was cutely staged the uh lead girl who played l incredible voice what a vocalist apparently she's an American Idol alum we love that and Oh, yes our, I think her name is uh, Margie Mays and uh, so I, d- I don't know her from Idol but she did a great job especially vocally she's saying that so much better hit that note and I was like yes not everybody can do that I also thought the girl who um, was Paulette was especially good like a g- incredible vocalist incredible actress and she also like did not just repeat the performance that's on the cast recording or the one that you know the broad. Broadway uh, Orfe. version, Orpheus performance. Yes, she made it a, kind of a sweeter version, a little less hard edge, but still so endearing. I thought it was just really lovely. So there's just talent, you know, all around you. So even if you're not going to like your equivalent of you know Broadway or like touring company theaters, go support your local theaters. That's what of I of course. Say. You we know, love a local theater, love a local theater. I mean, it's uh, also Los Angeles, so
1: it's a town full of entertainers, but like <laughs> that's also no, true. No, no matter where you are yes. in the country in the world, support yes. your local theater because there are people performing their low hearts
0: out. it's true it's true and so okay, so we had that and then um yesterday I uh went and finally saw everything everywhere all at once. oh and I really thought it was amazing. it was like so incredibly shot I mean I don't want to We've talked about this. I feel like every week you've talked about how amazing it is. It's really lovely. I didn't for most of the movie. I was like, Matt Steele really loved the husband. Like, what is he really giving? I don't get it. I don't get it. And then in that final scene, that final montage of him and those what he was saying in those different vignettes. I don't want to again spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Holy shit. I Holy was shit. Lit- like I'm I was crying into my mask <laughs> and I was just like this is so beautiful like this I see the googly eyes I just it was lovely <laughs> it was really lovely and it really- just
1: the fact that you like you you've seen him as a child yes. like so long ago yes. and then you like grow up into this like and you haven't seen him for decades right. like give a performance and then suddenly he's back and he just gives such a heartfelt performance especially like with that moment near the end mm. just so fantastic, fantastic yes.
0: performance. Uh, I, I, Unbelievable. I mean, of course, Michelle Yeoh, it goes without saying. I, w- I also thought their daughter did an incredible job. Fantastic. Uh, that, a- fa- that actress is fantastic. So saw that. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Loved it. We went to our friend Joe and Tim's house and played some video games after that. And then today was Mother's Day. And so we went over to Jackson's parents' house and uh, had like a little lunch um, chicken sandwich moment with his family. And so and now we're here live on Twitch recording the podcast together. Guys. They said it couldn't be done. You know, and we, you know, made sure it, we made it happen. Like Mariah told us in her 1991 hit, Make it Happen. Make It
1: Happen. <laughs> you know You know what? We couldn't make happen. Oh. Me remember anything else I did this week. <laughs> <laughs> I truly cannot tell you.
0: You know, you, you did what you could do. And I think that's That's important. <laughs>
1: um, I did. I guess. I did.
0: Um, so should we jump into the news for idiots this week?
1: Okay, let's go in.
0: I'm saying, I'm saying, a sigh and a sadness. because I forgot about the news. I forgot about the the news.
1: Never mind. Let's not dive into (laughs) news for idiots, guys. The
0: first thing that we are going to discuss is something very serious and very disheartening, and something that I think all of us in 2016 knew was coming, but to see it come to fruition still feels like a punch in the gut. Um, according to a leaked draft opinion published by Politico, a majority of the U.S. Supreme Court is due to overturn the landmark ruling in the 1973 case Roe v. Wade, which codified uh, minimum standards for abortion access in the United States. The draft was written by Alito and circulated in February. According to the Politico report, the 98 page opinion states the original ruling was egregiously wrong from the start. If overturned, other rulings which are also based on the right to privacy, a non-enumerated constitutional right could be at risk. I... I am so disgusted and disheartened and so sickened by the fact that this is what our country is. And and the thing is, is, was, has always been the fact that 70% of the population, Republicans and Democrats, all included, do not want Roe v. Wade overturned. But the people that have hijacked the Supreme Court are taking it upon themselves to push something through that none of us agree with. It just truly... Makes me nauseous. It makes me sick. I feel for every, you know, female person or person with a uterus in my life. It's just awful and disgusting, and we have to fight this as much as we can. Of course, it's still a draft. This is not finalized, but we all said this would happen. The fucking Susan Collinses of the world were like, oh, they said they wouldn't. It's like, bitch, of course, this is what they've been trying to do for actual decades. The Republicans have been aiming for this moment for as long as I can remember, and the fact that it's here, and that people I it just it's it's so gross and the people that could not bring themselves to vote for Hillary Clinton because you know she reminds me of my nagging wife her voice etc cetera, et cetera. it's like well this is the, what the fuck you get and we said exactly that we said hey if you don't vote for Hillary this is you're giving Trump the ability to uh, like a seat so many people to the Supreme Court no one listened thought we were being dramatic that would never come to pass and now fucking what and now what? And now we are here. I mean the the fact that
1: there were people who were actively in vote, who were on our side even at the time in 2016 who were just like, "You know, I'm not worried about the courts. There are oh there are bigger problems and everything. So I'm going to be apathetic and just not vote." Disgusting. Well, guess what? This is where we're at now. And I I could spout a million curse words and and be I am furious that I I could I could scream and cry on this podcast, but what needs to happen, we need to focus, we need to be productive, we need to vote, we need to encourage other people to vote, we need to just constantly, constantly use our voice to do the good, productive thing, not just the good thing, the
0: productive thing as mm-hmm. well. But it, 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 <laughs> it, yes, I agree with you, and you're absolutely right. It is a little annoying that we voted like the Democrats have control barely in, you know, we have the presidency, the Senate, the Congress. There's I feel like there's something that we can do to end the fucking filibuster, push this through. If, I hate that we're still talking about fucking mansion, but it's just it just feels like by now, why have we not codified this into a law? Why does it why is it still up to the fucking courts? It's crazy that it hasn't been codified. It's into crazy. It yet. Yeah. it's it's crazy. I
1: mean, the last time we had a super majority, I think, was for like, like, be- like literally like a month or two, like back in two thousand and nine, when mm. there was like a short period of time where we had like a super majority. Yeah. So that is essentially why, like, it it has been so long since we've had a super majority. Yeah. Um, and when we did have it, it was for such a short period of time. Right. Um. We need to flip Senate seats. And that, yeah. we, as we have seen before, it is so hard. But the reason why we can't get rid of the filibuster is because of the two senators who are preventing that mm. from happening. And so we need to flip two Senate seats so Kirsten Kyr- Cinema and Joe Manchin are not oh, a problem God. to us anymore. Because they are the two problems. They are the problem. I mean, the, also, the Republican the senators are also, are also a, obviously a giant problem. But they are the problem. So we need to we need to flip seats. We need to flip two seats. And I saw just this, such an annoying tweet the other day that was just like, Oh, we already turned Georgia blue. Like you mean we have to do more? Like what more do you want us to do? And it's like, guys, like voting is ongoing. It's like, you have to get up and brush your teeth every single day. You have to vote whenever there is an election. Like it's just what you have to do because none of this is again, like, freedoms and all of this stuff is not a guaranteed at all. And it's something that you have to continuously work and work and work and work and work until the day you drop dead and hopefully you convinced your
0: grandkids to do the same damn thing. Okay? I just just wish I could vote in an election that didn't feel like it was life and fucking death. And I feel like... uh, I don't know if maybe before I was just a kid and that's why it didn't feel that way. But it's like every... Especially I feel like since Trump, every election is like, okay, do you want any rights ever? Do you want, you know... The the progress we've made over the course of decades to not be erased, well then you better make sure you and every fucking person in America votes, because that's the only way that's going to happen, and it's like it feels like we're fighting, it's such an unfair fight because it's just, they do everything in their power, they do the redistricting they make voting voting as difficult as possible for people who because they know that they're in the minority, they know that their point of view is not the point of view of the majority of of Americans so they're going to go out of their way to make sure it is difficult, especially for black people to vote like it's just i i i'm sickened it's awful the met gala also happened at the same time and i've heard people <laughs> wanted us to talk about that and it's like girl i don't care i,
1: for, I forgot about <laughs> her i it always was, forget it i always forget the met gala exists and the met gala to me are like the amas like you f- <laughs> i forget that they exist until the day of and then i'm I like know. oh people are going to be tweeting about this and then as people are tweeting about it i'm like what is this exactly <laughs> like what am I watching?
0: This was the first year that I re- realized that this was raising money for the Met itself. I was like, Oh, well, that's nice. Oh, <laughs> oh that's
1: cool. I love
0: philanthropy. We love philanthropy. <laughs> and I'm like, What can I say? Blake Lively, I thought looked nice. I didn't like the blue when she did the reveal. Sean Mendez looked like Gaston, but still was kind of hot. Like, oh,
1: oh, G- a Glenn Close. Glenn Close told someone on the red carpet that Sunset Boulevard is still in the works.
0: I saw that. That and was a
1: good moment of that day.
0: I saw you being excited. I just, it's, you know, from our previous topic to now, I just, it's hard for me to get excited about anything. It's of course, hard for me of course. To get, see a glimmer of hope. So I hope this happens for you and everyone who wants it. Listen, um, if, if
1: Glenn can have faith in Sunset Boulevard, we can have faith in the American voters that they will go to the polls mm. and flip the Senate to have a real majority. Yes. For the Democrats. That's, we can all have faith. We'll and, all have faith. And I and mean, yes, I'll do what the, we can do.
0: Of course, this is horrible. At least the something is that you know the Democrats. There's no way to be apathetic about the midterms now because of what this this leak. Who, by the way, the people who the people on the right that are trying to change this into <gasps> I can't believe it leaked the sanctity of the SCOTUS. It's like guys. If the leak is what you're fucking focused on. Like, I don't like, thank you. I think you're a good Samaritan. I think you did a good thing, riling us up, getting us ready for the mid- midterms, get, making sure people have plans in place to get everyone in their lives to vote, to reach out to people they don't know because there's the only thing we can do. But it's like, I hate that we have to do this. It just is so sick. It's so sick. <sighs> you, have to okay. do it. you have to do it. You have to do it. Um, I mean, not that we have to do it, but the fact that it's like, Ro- we we don't even, we don't even get to keep roe v wade that is almost half a century old like wh- okay anyways to talk anyways. about other <laughs> other things that i'm fucking pissed about was uh, there anything else in the news this week i mean there were so- we're gonna talk about it okay <laughs> we're gonna talk about it the rock and roll hall of fame inductees are announced um, and that included uh, Do- Dolly Parton, which is great, even though she like, tried to take herself out of the running. But then they were like, no, it's not just for rock and roll acts. And she was like, oh, okay, I'll stay in the running. And of course, <laughs> she you know, won it. Uh, Lionel Richie, fair. Carly Simon, classic. Duran Duran, Pat Benatar. And in his first year of eligibility, fucking Eminem is being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This fucking homophobe who hates women, has literally spent his entire career arguing with famous women or like describing how he'd like to kill his mother and or the mother of his child. Like... Fuck this man. I don't care how talented he was or people think he is. He makes me sick. Have we not outgrown the need for this person? And of course, the first year that he is eligible, he fucking gets inducted. Because you're all, it's just like barely, barely any women get inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the first place. But like the idea of what is like legitimate music and like what is, you know, real art and what's like really pushing a shit forward. You're always going to pick a man who's garbage to be there before Mariah motherfucking Carrie, who was around for a decade before Eminem was a thing. Uh, Don't say the years. Don't say the (laughs) number of years.
1: Don't say the number
0: of years. It's for a point. It's for a point, Mariah. I'm not trying to shame. It's just, I just, it just adds to the the reasons why the world is garbage. (laughs) And we all need to accept it. And I guess I need to be on that list of people who need to accept. Because fuck that. Fuck that. All right. Do you have anything to say? (laughs) I, I,
1: I, 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 you know, Mariah will be there soon.
0: (laughs) Soon better be fucking next year. Cause it's like, okay.
1: She's rock and roll. She wrote that secret uh, pop rock album.
0: (laughs) It doesn't matter if she's rock and roll. Like Janet and Whitney are in there finally. But again, after decades, they've been eligible for years and years and didn't get in until later because of course they're women. Um, So Mariah should be the next big pop diva in, but it's like, it shouldn't have taken this long. Uh, Janelle Monet is going to star as Josephine Baker in an A24 series, De la Resistance, and streamers are in the hunt for a uh, buzz package. I
1: think that's cool. I saw that. An a- an a- I didn't know it was A24. I didn't know A24 did series. Well,
0: they do Euphoria. Do they? They do. I was right. Again, Euphoria will come up again, but uh, I was looking at the credits. A, I didn't realize Drake was an executive producer of Euphoria, and yeah, it's an A24 series. This is all news to me. That's crazy.
1: I am living like under a rock or something. I, I had no idea any of this was happening.
0: Well, I'm excited for Janelle Monet. I think she is just such a star. Or excuse me, I believe they are such a star. And my excuse me if I've, I've misgendered. I believe Janelle may be non-binary or genderqueer. I'll need to look. I want
1: to say J- Janelle is she they. Okay, I mean, hold, she they. Okay, um, good.
0: That's hold on, good. let me let me check it. Let me. Uh, well, while you check that, something also uh, <laughs> related. Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I I forgot about that. Yeah, see, uh, he was attacked on stage at the Netflix as a joke festival by a 23 year old brandishing a replica gun that can quote unquote eject a knife blade. So we're not we're not clapping for that. Like again, Dave Chappelle, we don't like. He's a transphobe and like fuck him. But let's not violently attack people.
1: <laughs> you we know, cannot like, be, we cannot be going on stage attacking people. No, we cannot be attacking people. I just think it's so interesting. It's like you hit a knife into a fake gun. Right. Like right. that's crazy like didn't someone see the gun the venture with a gun
0: and uh, then it also according to a report in the audience uh as soon as it happened after the man was dragged away chappelle of course quipped it was a trans man
1: that see that that is such a a problem to me like i it's
0: disgusting
1: It's horrible. And the thing is, Chris Rock was also there that night, and he joked, was it Will Smith? Right. And I'm like, here's why Chris Rock's joke makes sense, and Dave Chappelle's joke of it was a trans man is a problem. Right. Because Chris Rock was specifically like, it was Will Smith. That is a specific person. Right. Dave Chappelle saying, "Uh, was it a trans man, or it was a trans man, is, again, lumping all like trans men or trans people in one giant lump right like that you know and it's also like that is the problem
0: Will Smith is a very famous celebrity and this was a very public thing that happened Chris Rock is famous as well, but it, you could be argued that, that I was punching up, or at least punching equally. These people are both incredibly famous celebrities, nothing's happened to them.
1: Too- well, and it, even if it like was punching in whichever way up, down, sideways, or whatever like it was a timely thing. Reference.
0: Right, but yeah. attacking trans people, which you've been doing historically over the course of your act, is in no way punching up. You're literally talking about some of the most, you know unfairly maligned people in society that you have spent your like so much of your career at this point attacking. And it's like, just go fuck yourself. And apparently, I mean, I saw the picture too. They really like the, the security at the event really, really messed that guy up, which I mean, they did. Yeah. You saw a picture and it's like, I didn't know arms did that. It's just like, yes, Dave Chappelle sucks. I just, my way of saying that he sucks is by not supporting anything he does, not watching his shit, not going to his shit. But you, if you don't have to go. Don't attack his stuff. On, you, don't you, attack him on You stage. cannot <laughs> attack someone on stage. Just, you yeah, cannot just attack don't go. someone. Just don't go. Uh, Hit him because it'll it'll you'll hurt him more in the wallet anyways. If, he, if no one showed up to his events, then he wouldn't have a job, wouldn't have a platform. Voila. You know? That's great.
1: Uh, also, uh, Janelle monet is they, them,
0: her, she. Okay, good. Great. I'm glad I did not misgender uh, them. Um, this I'm only really speaking about because I have a, a question to ask Matt Steele and the audience. Jemma uh, Chan's character Astrid is getting her own Crazy Rich Asian spinoff. Um, Emmy-nominated Barry producer and scribe Jason Kim is set to pin a spinoff of Crazy Rich Asians which will center around the Jemma Chan character of Astrid uh, and her romance with Charlie Wu played by Harry Shum Jr., which is very exciting for several reasons. Um, one of which is Harry Shum Jr. is gorgeous. I'd love to see him as often as possible. But i also like to raise the question uh-huh. is harry shum junior at this point of the like a main glee cast the most successful which one's harry shum junior harry shum junior uh, he was in um uh, he was just in everything uh, everywhere all at once he was uh, I, i'm trying not to spoil raccoonie that guy oh <laughs> yeah. oh he was hot i mean, um, <laughs> i, <laughs> I had no you.
1: i had no idea he was on glee
0: yes he so was on I, glee. I, I remember That's because right. I was like, who, who's, that? <laughs> who, who he? He <laughs> who's that? Who is he? Who is that? <laughs> he didn't say much. I believe he's a great dancer. Because I don't re- actually remember him singing at any point. But okay. uh, yeah, I just, I'm just i excited to see him on screen more. And I, I feel like, uh, at least for the main people of Glee, because I brought this up to Jackson. He's like, well, what about Jonathan Groff? And it's like, yes, but Jonathan Groff was just a guest star. He came in like season two. He was already friends with Leah, whatever, whatever. I would argue that Mark Shum Jr. is doing great. Or, excuse me, I said his name. It was... Um, uh, Harry Harry Shum, Shum Jr. Jr. Sorry, mess yeah. mixing his name up with his character's name. Uh, is doing really well for himself, and I think we all win because man. What a gorgeous guy. <laughs> just a gorgeous hey, guy.
1: I'll take it. The first picture, when I Googled him, the first picture that popped up is with a woman and she's got a, a baby
0: bump. So I know. I know. Let, can I not just have this? Let me have a little spread of happiness, a little shred of joy just, in Google this horrible... Google just wants to destroy the gay's dreams. I know. I know. I'm sure he'll be but, I mean, we're very happy for them, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very happy. Very we're excited very happy. that he is, a, he is a father-to-be. Father's Day is coming up. Happy Mother's Day to her.
0: It's but true. like, you know... What a it's bummer. True. What <laughs> What a bummer indeed. Um, the next story is, again, something that I will be furious about for a long time. Less important than the other things I'm furious about this episode. Saved by the Bell on Peacock is canceled after two seasons. Guys, this show is so fucking fantastic. And the fact that it is canceled makes me sick, nauseous, want to throw up. I, it's, again, how I felt about Happy Endings when it got canceled. Like... The world does not know how brilliant the writing is, how great the storylines were, how much uh, Josie Tota is a fucking star. Like, she is everything in this show. I just am so upset that it's gone. Two seasons is not enough. They had just gotten two main characters together, and we were very excited to see where it was going to go. I'm upset. I'm upset. That's all I'm saying. I'm
1: upset. Oh, I just can't. I- I'm sorry about that. Are you like Drake? Are you going to invite the whole cast of Degrassi to come up and help you explain that you're upset?
0: (laughs) Maybe I'll invite the whole cast of Saved by the Bell to my next music video shoot uh, because they need that support more than anyone. Um, Okay, Matt Steele, before I say even the headline of this article, what do you know about the new season of The Circle? Oh,
1: absolutely nothing.
0: Oh, I can't talk about it then.
1: Oh, no. I mean, I... I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I still have to watch season three.
0: Do you want to hear something that's going to convince you to definitely watch the show? It's a, I assume a spoiler, but I, I assume it's a spoiler you find out in episode one
1: okay that's that's you, fine you, if, you do want to hear this i want to hear the spoiler guys okay. if you don't want to be spoiled i guess skip ahead a couple if things. you
0: don't want to be spoiled about two celebrities who are competing on netflix's the circle then uh oh it's not a spoiler okay i haven't watched uh skip oh ahead. Uh, i know yes <laughs> <laughs> well great i literally
1: gave this whole fucking introduction you're like, yeah i don't know anything about it no i i saw it online and i was like oh okay is is that am i reading this correctly and then i didn't bother to try to find out <laughs>
0: So yes, Mel B and Emma Bunton are on, um, the new. Uh, season of the circle. I assume they're playing their contestants. Could you imagine? (laughs)
1: Could you imagine like being a contestant on the circle or me being a contestant on the circle and then like when I'm getting emotional talking about this and then like you know how like when someone's eliminated or like blocked or whatever they could pick someone to visit.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. You would die. You'd literally turn into mush.
1: If I was On the fucking circle. And I was, I like had just blocked so and so, whoever they were cat, like catfishing to be. And they chose to visit me. I, 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 (laughs) like, just putting myself in those shoes of. Whoever they will visit if they are blocked, I will. I, I, no, it would be over for me. You would witness a death on television, guys. Like, it would, I would burst into flames, turn into ash, and then, like, my body would seep through the pores of the floor, all the levels, and then down into the earth. It's and al- it,
0: I, uh, it's also funny to me that, like, I love that Victoria says no to doing a world tour reunion and then those two go on the circle. Like, I don't, I need to know, like, the order in which we wound up on the Netflix season four of The Circle on Netflix from Victoria, like, Posh by saying, no, I will not be doing a re- reunion tour. Like, I need to know. Yeah. Well, I did see, um,
1: uh, uh Melby was just honored by the queen Melby I believe is now a dame oh uh i i believe or she got some sort of thing that's maybe like a step below knight i i knighthood i i'm not sure i i tried to i don't understand how that system works so i don't yeah. want to say exactly what happened um but victoria was there and they like celebrated together um that's I, nice. I like I've seen them like doing little things together here and there and everything. And there are yeah. rumors that they want to do a U.S. tour to like that. Jerry wants to like finish out the U.S. tour that she never got to do. And like, v- and would rid- Victoria rid- be a part
0: originally. of
1: this? No, right? I don't. I. I mean, I can't imagine that she would if she didn't want to do the U.K. one, right? Unless like they're offering a buttload of money, which. But they were probably offering up a load of money for You the know UK they were. One. You know they were. I don't know. Like, the thing with the Spice Girls news is just like, you hear all the rumors and everything, and I'm just like, I never want to get my hopes up. Uh, I hey, never, ever want to get it. my hopes up. I get it. And so I, whenever I see something, I'm like, I choose to not believe. That's why, I like, <laughs> when I saw that, like, oh, Melby and Emma were on the circle, I didn't know they were competing as contestants. I think I figured so. They were, I figured they were just, like, guests or something. I mean... Um, and so I was just like, I see it, but like, I'm, I'm going to choose to not
0: engage with it for now <laughs> because well, I don't know if it's, it's real. I don't know if it's real. Uh, well, let me know um, when you end up watching it, what happens, how they're involved and um, how we got here. Cause that's my, again, my big main question. <laughs> I,
1: well, I still have to watch season three of The Circle. You can always... skip
0: a season of The Circle. No, I refuse.
1: I can't. Oh Even for the God. Spice Girls, I won't do it. Wow. I, yeah, I, I, Every time I tell myself, like, I'm not going to rewatch. I'm not going to watch The Circle. I'm not going to watch season two of The Circle. I always do it. And I'm always like, this was so worth it.
0: <laughs> it's That's the so thing. People good. like
1: The Circle. It's a fun show. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. okay.
1: I got, got confirmation on Twitch. They're competing as a catfish.
0: I love it. I love it. Um so also news that came out today the 14th version of Doctor Who is in we're not Doctor Who people but the new Doctor Who is Shudi Gatwa who is Eric on uh sex education if you've listened to other episodes of this podcast you've probably heard me squawk about how great sex ed- education is and especially how great uh Eric is on that show so I'm just excited for him and I'm like do I need to watch Doctor Who now? Like I don't even know if I can watch in the US. Do I have to get like on a special VPN to see this? But this this man is a brilliant actor and a wonderful, kind-hearted person. At least his character is on sex education and I support him as Doctor Who. So congratulations to him.
1: I am thrilled for him. I know nothing about Doctor Who. In fact, a couple days ago, I tweeted because I discovered that Doctor Who and Doctor Strange were not the same thing. <laughs> Lord. Um, and so th- that came as a shock to me. They're hey. all doctors. Unless you're Doctor Doolittle, I don't know what you do. That's um, But I also re- also saw something on Twitter that apparently Doctor Who was supposed to end after like season 12. Like Apparently, he was supposed oh. to die. And so the fact that there is a season 13 is apparently very like scandalous to... Um, The Doctor Who fandom Oh
0: okay Uh, But I
1: I mean they'll get over it Um
0: (laughs) that's funny uh and then the last thing i want to talk about is that Brittany had a post up on instagram that is no longer there that was a picture of a cat i believe on her wedding veil her cat on her wedding veil uh and then you swipe through and it's again you know a big long instagram caption essentially that talks about her like secrets there was a lot of stuff that i don't recall and again it has been deleted but the thing that i will i took from it is that her book is coming out this year She talks about how she's like, I don't think it would be good for me to have a sit down interview because I don't trust people. And like, I'm just not ready for that. So you'll just have to hear it in my book, which is coming out later this year.
1: All right. Well looks like I'm gonna have to start enjoying reading again.
0: <laughs> you really are. I just finished Danny Pellegrino's book, which was excellent. Um, but this will be the next thing on my list. I mean, unless I find something I want to read before then.
1: The but. next thing on your list. This is probably gonna be like the end of the year, girl. You gotta read something,
0: bitch. What have you read? <laughs> uh, I have. I have read you for filth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't think that counts. You can't jump in and be like, I don't enjoy reading. And be like, oh, you're not reading for the rest of the year. <laughs> like you <laughs> have to pick a side. <laughs> Listen, do as I say, not as I do. My God. Um. Well, I think that's it from me. Is there any other news for idiots that you would like to discuss with the people? I don't think so. You don't guys. think so? All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And then we'll be back with more 2K Mats, the podcast.
1: Guys, we are back. We are here And it is time for Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O. Or if you are watching this on YouTube, then you can comment below. Um, So the first question I told y'all I would get to from our dear um, friend Helen, who emailed us a couple weeks ago about Eurovision. Uh, and I figured now would be a good time to talk about it because Eurovision is, I believe it ends on Saturday, next Saturday. Okay. Um, so uh, Helen would just provided us with a playlist uh, to listen to all of the songs that were in contention. Um, And so I listened to a bunch of the songs on the playlist, not all of them because there are 40. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, I have to say, Helen, I completely agree with you. Helen said that her personal choice was Spain's entry, uh, which is a ca- song called Slow Mo. And out of mm. all the songs I would listened to, it is, in my opinion, like by far the best. It is such wow. a freaking bop. So it makes you feel nice and slutty when you listen to it, which is exactly what you want a song to do. Um, Absolutely. So Helen's taste is there. I did also enjoy um, uh, Helen's choice called Halo, which is from Austria. Um, Helen also sent another choice, which was I don't think that was necessarily one of her favorites, but it was Latvia's entry, um, which is the intro is something like "I eat my vegetables and pussy." Uh, that <laughs> th- that was like the opening line, and it's like okay, um, and it's like a song uh, referencing like eating your salad and everything, and I'm assuming it, it is all a double entendre for you know tossing some salad or some sort of tossing something i don't know what straight people do um and it's very interesting i have to say i have to say i Great. did love ukraine's song as well i was also a fan of estonia's song i it was hard because i was trying to figure out like which um uh songs made like the semifinals, but i'm assuming yeah. but i guess they haven't happened yet because uh like there was no information about that but i thought that there were like semifinals. Uh, by now. So yeah, I have to say I enjoyed, um, oh, what was the country? Um, Albania's song called Secret. I mm-hmm. really loved the woman. She was giving me kind of like Fergie vibes. If Fergie sang like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. She was really cool. Her name is Ronella Hajadi. She was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. The thing is like with all these songs, like they're all really great. Like every song is good because they're like the best song in the country. Um, So I think all of them are really successful in their own ways. But yeah, I agree with you, Helen, that uh, Spain's entry is definitely my favorite of all the ones that I have heard. Again, um, yeah, haven't listened to all of
0: them. I wonder why the American Song Contest is not taking off because I feel like I never hear a word about
1: it. Oh, no one talks like it's not.
0: And I people, think. I feel like we're begging for a U.S. version of Eurovision for so long, and now it's here, and it's just crickets. I don't know. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, like, Americans right now aren't doing pop music as well as the Europeans. Wow. I, guess. I mean, Americans now, they're all vibes, no melody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. And that's not what the people want.
1: And, like, vibes are cool. Like, vibes are cool sure. if that's your thing. But, like, I can't sing a vibe in a shower, you know? No. So that's what's hard about the vibe Moment that's been happening for the last several years that I'm kind of just like, oh, it's vibey. Totally you know, um, about. But uh, I but I think it could be cool um, to have like each state have a song, you know? Yeah.
0: In theory, it does seem like a cool idea. So I'm just wondering why it's not what's not clicking. What's not
1: clicking? And maybe they need new producers. Maybe they need the two gay mats to produce and host and judge.
0: Hey, I, I think we're ready to do all three of those. So if
1: the two gay mats judged an American Eurovision like song like type song competition, it would be so much fun.
0: It'd be amazing, but it's also like good luck if you're a man <laughs>
1: cuz like you're not getting
0: <laughs> not getting too far in our fucking judging process.
1: I don't know. Like I I feel like there's a sweet man in Montana there who can represent that state and really give us a beautiful melody with some some soft lilting vocals with a guitar. Sure. I think I think we I think we could judge fairly.
0: All right. I think we can.
1: All right. Well, the next question comes to us from Daniel. Daniel says, group breakup etiquette. Hey, guys. Having seen how Little Mix have expertly and tastefully handled their disbandment, providing Mm. their fans with content upon content rather than just quitting abruptly, my question is, can you think of any other group disbandment that left you feeling a sense of joy rather than abandonment like most group breakups leave their fans feeling? And what group would you like to redo their final moments as a band?
0: I will always be upset about the way Danity Kane ended and mostly when they came back together, it ended again. The fact that they recorded basically that whole album, the four of them without D Woods, but with uh, Andrea and Aubrey and Don and Shannon uh, and then Andrea drops out out of nowhere and so okay, it's like okay we're doing TK3 upsetting but fine and then before even the album comes out they break up all together because Dawn punches Aubrey in the head like <laughs> that's not the way I wanted to leave Dandy Kane. I wanted it to be the four ladies I wanted Andrea to still be in the mix because vocally I think she's the strongest and I wanted if they had done like a full out era with real music videos because that last album is good it is good and I feel like no one heard it I was so into Lemonade Lemonade oh that was a great song it's a great song and so they I would redo and honestly I feel like just like the nature of groups in general the breakups are always going to be terrible (laughs) like I feel like Little Mix is the exception like and even that I feel like the Jesse stuff is very we're leaving that unwritten like people are not Thrilled with her, not thrilled with the way she left that group. But the fact that they're all going on their solo journeys and they're all being respectful of the remaining three, I think is very reminiscent of like a Destiny's Child where it's like, okay, there's just three of us now. We might have had some drama earlier with other members, but just the three of us are doing nice goodbyes here and I think that's sweet. I think it is nearly impossible to get through the breakup process in a group, a musical group, unscathed. You know?
1: See, the thing is with the Danity Kane breakup that I disagree with you about is like, mm. I don't, they were a girl group designed, like created through reality television. The that's only, true. The only way for them to break up is to have someone punch someone else in the face.
0: <laughs> like, that's. I mean. It, I know, it, as,
1: as we said before in this earlier in this podcast, we do not condone hitting someone in the face or hitting someone in general. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> I mean, but it's one thing if we're shooting a reality show and like this is a the, the highlighted scene and this happens, but this is all happening off camera, then it just sucks, but,
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys. If you if you're gonna, in a girl group and you're gonna break up by punching each other in the face at least do it on camera at least
0: do it on camera you could have made some money for that I would have watched it it would have been upsetting but I'd watch it would have been so, viral
1: it would have gone viral and then hello? you could have, could, have,
0: could have released a song you could have released Lemonade and then it Lemonade could, would, would, would have be gone number, number one. one so that is a, a bad I mean I'm sure Matt Steele is still not over the Spice Girls of it all
1: no I will I will never I'm traumatized forever. <laughs> it's the worst thing that's ever happened um, is there
0: any other girl group breakup that's affected you even? no <laughs>
1: Are you kidding me? I know I, for a, an example of like a girl group that did it right. I will I do think Destiny's Child did do it yes. right. Because we we all knew it was coming. We yes. all knew that like Beyoncé was going to go solo. Like the whole thing was just leading towards that. Right. Um and so everyone was I feel like emotionally prepared for it. Um, and so and that's why it
0: didn't feel so jarring. She put out her first album and while she was still in the group, and then even after the giant success of Dangerously in Love, came back and did one final album with the girls. Like that is what the girls of Fifth Harmony were so pissed that Camila Cabello couldn't do. You know what I mean? Like that is just having the little, that amount of respect for your group members to be like, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I realize I'm an important part of this group. So let me come back and fulfill my duties. And good, I mean, I like that.
1: Girls, friendship never ends. (laughs) Kelly, Michelle, what did our forefathers teach us? (laughs) Friendship never ends.
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And again, that that last Night Child album, people really love it, actually. I'm not one of the people who loves it. I think it has its moments. I really love Through With Love. I love If, and I love Bad Habit. But a lot of those songs on the last album were not up to, like, writings on the wall standards, in my humble opinion. But it's just the the, in print, the principle of it all. It's like she came back, did a full, real era with those girls, went on tour again before the disbandment. I think it was handled the classiest. I mean, and obviously the TLC breakup was very different because Left Eye passed away. Mm. Um, So it was dark in its own way. But I don't think it was disrespectful, of course. And T-Boz and Chili are still as close as ever. Um. So, you know, uh, it's yep. just I think being in a music group is an impossible task to like end on great terms. Exactly. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. So. We'll do another email, my heart. Yeah, one more. Uh, So this one is from Cole. Cole says, Hey, boys, my question for you is, who is an artist you think a surprise album drop would work to their advantage? Mm. It's always very exciting at first when someone does it, but not every artist can pull it off. You run the risk of having an era be forgotten too quickly, and there's nothing wrong with a traditional rollout. I think Zendaya surprise dropping would make a lot of sense. She has a very nice voice, and I can see people praise her select hits. And she's... At a successful place already in her career where her just dropping a solid body of work by surprise, I think, would make people even more impressed by her. What are your thoughts on surprise drops in general and who would you like to see do it?
0: I would like to say Zendaya dropping a surprise album is a great idea. and uh... Unless
1: it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zendaya dropping an album like, can only work if the album is really great. I feel like right. if she were to ju- surprise drop an album and it's like fine, people would kind of just be like,
0: what? (laughs) I know. It would be like, what? But also, if you're Zanzaya, dropping a surprise album is the easiest way to get people to forget about it if it's not good. You know, like, you're able to be like, I've put this out. It's out into the world. No one cares about it. Okay, well, you'll see me on Euphoria on Sunday. Like, oh, I just just did this for fun, guys. Exactly. This this
1: wasn't real. It was just fun.
0: I mean, I feel like it's it's a very small group of people who could put out an album, like music heavyweights who could put out an album with no promo. Beyonce could still do it. Taylor. Uh, Taylor obviously has done it and I assume we will continue to do it um I could see Adele dropping surprise and it being like a giant deal I couldn't um, I, I
1: could see her it working for her but I would never see her doing it
0: yeah I agree Yeah, I she,
1: agree. I, I, she's not she's not that type of girl
0: I but I don't know of any other artists that could really live without that you know pre-release buzz like who is there anybody else that you think could could do it I truly cannot say um yeah. Oh God, I, I really
1: can't think of anyone like who is just so unanimously known and beloved right. musically now, like, be- because there's so much content out there and it's so, um, marketed towards such specific small groups of people. Like there is no artist that's like, like that anymore.
0: Right. Um, um what
1: if Britney uh, like surprise dropped like a, a special, um, uh, album uh, about her, uh, conservatorship
0: I mean that would be great and also it'd be good if she was doing it right in the midst of book promo drop them both at the same time I would love that um yeah it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to do uh but I mean gosh I mean we always say this but it's always been 10 years now since Beyonce changed the game with that digital drop but man that was a moment and that's a moment that no matter who does it now you'll never be able to recreate that first time that first like major giant pop girl dropping like that is never going to happen again because I mean, people could do it obviously, but the impact that that had was like, never seen before and you know change changed the world so. yeah
1: and and the thing is like now if someone were to do it people would just be like oh well they're just doing a beyonce exactly like your name beyonce. is always going to be synonymous with any type of something like that like even For when sure. taylor released folklore it was like "Ooh, taylor's pulling a beyonce yeah you know oh, what a genius
0: <laughs> like, i know like i know truly a,
1: a crazy mad woman
0: i know i love her um 10, ten
1: years later and we're still just like god
0: I it mean, it's still, it still boggles the mind, honestly, <laughs> that she pulled that off, that it all happened, all the videos, just truly iconic. Um, but Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What has been giving you moments, darling? I'm so sorry to talk about Big Brother. Oh, no! <laughs> Is I Big mean, Brother even on? Go, no! Oh, God. <laughs> That's,
1: okay, okay. If you are a patron, you have a link to our Discord conversation, which we have um, mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and there is a general conversation in the Discord um, like thread. And then yes. there's like a special Big Brother converse- <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I'm so glad did. I separated that. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry for all the people on our Discord who keep getting notifications about those of us who are Big Brother fans in that because i feel like you still get notifications right
0: you don't really i like go in and i see i'm like oh the, the girls are talking in there but you don't oh, really get notified as long
1: as we're not bugging you so no, not at as all. as you all know i big brother canada is now on paramount plus i and i had never seen big brother canada before so i'm binging big brother canada from season 1 until they just finished season 10 this week uh, and what i'm doing is y'all know my survivor journey so i'm doing two seasons of survivor and then one season of big brother two seasons of survivor one season of big brother <laughs> So I am near the end of Big Brother 2, Canada. Big Brother Canada 2.
0: Okay. What year is this? This is
1: 2014. This is around this time, 2014. And I always heard that this was a very good season of television. But I was not prepared (laughs) for how good of a season of television this is. It is everything you want in a Big Brother season. I have not been able to leave my screen because I am just <laughs> watching everything. And the thing is it, it's it, the first, I will say the first probably like four episodes I was a little disappointed by. Cause I was like, Oh, I feel like nothing's really happening and everything. And then it just goes and it is not letting up. Normally there's like a week here, a week there. That's not interesting. It is every single week someone is getting backstabbed someone is getting betrayed someone is doing something wow. that is that you weren't expecting them to do someone is getting a power and using that power like the producers of big brother canada are just so good at giving like putting all of these twists in the game and the contestants especially this season are so good at being like it doesn't matter if this is a bad decision or a good one i am utilizing this twist and making a bold move they are just fearless in there and just the, they have, they have all these fun little games that they always give, like give them to do. And one of Mm. them was like, they had to make sock puppets of each other. Um, and each had to talk as their sock puppet, which was portraying a different house guest. So they had to talk as this, a different house guest for like several hours. (laughs) And so, um, and if they didn't do it, they would get like points docked against them for certain things and they would be punished. And so they did it after this like dramatic thing happened. And so these two girls who were friends had to like hash it out and they were like, and one girl was really mad and betrayed by the other girl. And so they had to have this whole conversation through sock puppet <laughs> at, but like as different house guests through sock puppets. So that's like, crazy. they're like, they're like Heather told me that da, 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 da. <laughs> like it, it was so great, but there is a moment and this is spoilers in case you want to watch There is a moment there is there was a there was a contestant named Ica Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: she um, was getting betrayed by everyone in the house like everyone turned their backs on her and she was leaving. It was a done deal and and she was mad about it. And then they had a little competition game that she won. And so when she she was supposed to find out what her prize was she she didn't get a
0: power of veto from
1: winning. No, this wasn't a power video. This was just like a fun little competition oh, where okay. you could win like a tiny little prize. Nothing uh, that influenced the game. Okay. So her prize was she was isolated in the backyard and in front of her were... And at this point, they've been in the house for like a month and a half. So that everyone's missing their families and everything. Mm-hmm. So she has a choice. In front of her were... Letters from home for all of the other contestants, or a check for five thousand dollars, <laughs> and in the center was a paper shredder. Oh my! And God. so she had to choose whether to shred the check for five thousand dollars or shred everyone else's letters <laughs> from home. <laughs> And everyone else is in the house watching her make this decision. And she mm-hmm. didn't know this, obviously. Um, and she's like talking and she's just like, oh, I should do this because I fucking hate this person. And I fucking <laughs> hate this person. And this person can blah blah." And, and it is, when I tell you, it is one of the most thrilling things I have ever watched. Wow. In my, like, I, Because I had seen the clip before, like on Big yeah. Brother Twitter, like they would share it. And I would be like, oh, that sounds crazy and everything. So I knew it was coming, but just knowing the context of Mm. what led to that moment just made it so good, and f- wow! Spoiler
0: alert: Of course, she shredded all those motherfuckers' <laughs> letters. And I mean, yeah, if you've already like decided to kick me out of the house, of course I'm going to shred it. Why wouldn't you? Oh, and were they mad? I assume they were very. Oh, mad they she they did were that. they were furious at her. Except, I mean, but ex- come on, ex- why wouldn't she?
1: Except her one her one friend Adele, who is just like my uh, like. Uh, just a prince in that house mm. um he he did a really dumb thing later on in the game but whatever um but it, a really dumb entertaining thing so if you're gonna be dumb at least be entertaining so he okay. knows how to do that but um and also this other girl was like guys if you were in her shoes you would have shredded the letters. totally. So, like come on especially because she knew that she was leaving and we all like stabbed her in the back um it it just if you want to if you're tired of hearing about me talk about Big Brother <laughs> and you because you've never seen it and you're like, maybe I'll give this a try. Maybe I'll check out Big Brother Canada. Check out Big Brother Canada season two. It's wow, it's it's just great. Remember what I said the first like three episodes or four episodes? I was kind of like, eh, but yeah, it's just great, solid entertainment.
0: All right, yeah. Um, go, go
1: Matt Palmer, go.
0: Well, for me, I mean, I hate that we're both going to the past, but mine's at least the more recent past. I just finished uh, season two of Euphoria. And guys, you were right. That show is fucking excellent. (laughs) Zendaya, what she does, I believe in episode five is like so jarring and so difficult to watch, but it's like, man, you are acting your fucking face off. Like I thought first season, like, oh, she's a great actress. Mm. She's not just a pretty face. She can do so much. But what she does in season two is truly otherworldly. It is like visceral. You feel it through the television. It is, it's hard to watch the show like episode by episode because it's just so much darkness and such like it's just a dark viewing experience. But it's just really masterfully made. I, feel like as much as I do want Mandy to still get that Emmy if it goes and die I will not be mad because she really really does something incredible there uh, the whole season is really incredible I love the arc I love the play at the end like I had heard the thing is I had heard all about it and I had been I kind of spoiled about like the last episode I knew a couple of big plot oh, points oh yeah but we,
1: all, we all know the wait is this play about us
0: <laughs> I mean we that's the it. thing so good Um, but I really loved I just fell in love with so many of the characters or like at least the performance of it. Some of them like the Nate Jacobs Cassie like these are garbage people Maddie is a true fucking icon I love her so much <laughs> uh, obviously Rue and the thing is I just feel so bad for some of them like Fez is in his own situation that you know is he a drug dealer? Yes, but like do I still think he's a lovely hearted person that like is oh, deserved I love, love and only good thing? Oh my god, he's so adorable and like he has a very cute relationship that I found unexpected. I won't spoil it because I didn't know about it before I was watching the show. Um I just, I am so beyond invested now. I can't wait for season three. It's so creatively done. I love the song I'm Tired that Labyrinth wrote for season two. I do understand the feedback. I felt like people were like, there's so many untied loose ends and we're going to spend like three minutes li- like listening to this kid Elliot play a guitar song for Rue for so long. And I'm just right. like, agreed. Not <laughs> like, let's go. Um, But the play was fantastic. I thought the way they'd cut between real life and the play was fantastic. I just can't wait to see where it goes from here. Cassie's out of her goddamn mind and deserved, honestly, what happened to her. I just, I'm in. I love the show. It took me forever to get here, but... I'm Euphoria Hive. I don't know how it, it happened and why I'm so late, but Maddie is everything. Rue is amazing. And I want good things for her. I, I worry about her sister so much. Her sister, Gia, watching her sister going through these drug issues and, you know, relapsing and then getting clean. It's just I, I don't know where they go from here, uh, but I am I'm 100 percent hooked in. So. But they'll take us there. They will take us there. Yeah. Oh, so I guess that's it for me. Is there anything else you want to tell the people before we sign off? I don't think so, guys. Let's make this
1: next week much better.
0: <laughs> There's no way to go but up. <laughs> Truly, after last week, no way to go but up. Let's so, do
1: it. Let's do it.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Uh, I'll figure out how to edit this. And we'll be back next week with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.